Today, my guest on All Business is a big name in the sports marketing world, almost as big as Jerry Maguire. David Meltzer teamed up with NFL Hall of Fame quarterback Warren Moon to create Sports One Marketing, a firm that oversees many business aspects that people forget are deeply rooted into sports. From endorsement deals to business consulting, David handles it all. He's also a world-renowned keynote speaker, a best-selling author, and is involved with humanitarian work, which we're going to talk about. David joins me today to discuss the upcoming Super Bowl and the business behind it. Welcome to All Business. He's one of the world's most respected business experts, Jeffrey Hazlett. I want to take you behind the scenes on what's happening in business today. And whether you're on Main Street or Wall Street, we're going to find out the secrets behind their success. This is All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. So, Super Bowl, like it's a big deal. We're going to want to talk about the Super Bowl like it's like something big. But it is big, isn't it, Dave? I mean, we're talking billions on the line here. Absolutely. Uh, the Super Bowl is probably the biggest production and event that we have in America next to New Year's Eve. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're talking about billions of people, billions of dollars, and it's a family and generational event that includes uh, the most popular sport, two to one, not just with men, but with women and children. Uh, and it includes a generational connection between great grandparents, grandparents, children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. So it is the event, and that's why they call it the Super Bowl. You know, but you, you think about football um, versus, like, the World Series. I mean, why is it that this is bigger than the World Series? You know, number one, the fantasy side of football has an oh, inclusive yeah. uh, purpose uh, to allow everyone to cheer for every team. Yeah. Uh, secondly, it's only one game, whereas the World Series... Uh, can be four to seven games uh, hosted in two of the uh, of the different team cities, mm-hmm. uh, where the Super Bowl is all inclusive. Everybody's anticipating where it's going to be. Everyone's included. Everyone has players. For example, I'm not a New England or Atlanta fan, but I actually have and am an individual fan of Tom Brady mm-hmm. or Julio Jones, and so we all have a different connection to these teams which want to make us uh, a part of it. And then furthermore, because it's really become a holiday, uh, everybody anticipates all the tailgates and fun and and home parties that all exist around the Super Bowl. And that's what makes it such an amazing event. It really has become a holiday, hasn't it? I mean, if it were a weekday, I think you'd have to shut down business. Yeah, no, no doubt. And in fact, I think people are accepting of people coming in late on Monday after Super Bowl Sunday or even missing work the same way as the culture in New Orleans around Mardi Gras, where I went to law school at Tulane. It was very acceptable at Tulane. Uh, teachers canceled class, you know, for, for Mardi Gras and expected you and lessened the workload and all of these different things. It was a culture within New Orleans. Uh, to be a big party and actually a holiday for everyone that's there. I think eventually, not too far off, the Super Bowl will be considered that, and I wouldn't be surprised 
if we actually can even shut down our federal government on the Monday after Super Bowl because that many people celebrate that Sunday well, uh, I don't, event. I don't think Trump's that big of a fan <laughs> of, of football, but we'll figure no, it out. No, not in the next four years. <laughs> <laughs> or eight, depending. You know, you're, you're, being, you're being restrictive. He might have eight. Uh, but yes, you know, he, you know. he, he might have. Well, if, if he's president, he might have 16 because he changed the law of how long he could be president. <laughs> that's a whole different show. <laughs> but I mean, let me, let me be clear to my team that's listening right now. If you come in late or you try to think you're going to get off the day after the Super Bowl, you can kiss that shit goodbye because that ain't going to happen for my <laughs> team. I'm telling you that. But it, it's really My that, team gets the day off. My you, team gets the day off because yeah. it's one of our biggest days of work. Yeah, but you're, <laughs> you're in the business. I mean, that's what you do. You're in the, the business of marketing sports and, and marketing all things around it. And, yeah, I mean, you plan a lot of things. The Maxim party, the pro players party, Lee Steinberg's Super Bowl party, which uh, I have been invited to. Uh, no, Lee, and uh, but yep. never, never had the opportunity to go. But you, you, you put those together. You know what we do. I've really created a niche for ourselves. What we did is create a platform uh, that incentivizes people to go to the party using sponsorship and advertisers. It actually engages and incentivizes people at the event with sweepstakes and charitable uh, activations, and then also appreciates or incentivizes people for coming by doing virtual gift bags. Utilizing all three in an aggregated marketing platform, form, we actually, you know, work with so many different events within the Super Bowl, whether, you know, working with Wheels Up or the NFL, uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame, the Maxim Party, the Pro Players Party. Uh, you know, it's an amazing thing that we can do to help them not only acclimate different advertisers and marketers, but engage them and then allow us to aggregate data of who actually is attending these parties and track them so that we can drive sales to either an e-commerce site or a brick-and-mortar location for these sponsors. So it's done really, really well. Uh, and we started by working with big teams, leagues, and organizations around the country. Well, I like the way you worked. You worked. You worked in Wheels Up there. You know, uh, which is Kenny Kenny's operation, right? Is that the one? Yeah, Kenny yeah. Dichter and Gary Spitt. Those are yeah. two of my close friends, and they really do a nice job. Well, and they've done it. They, I tell you, they've come from nowhere again, but they've done it before. And I'm yep. watching these guys come again. I have never had the pleasure of meeting Kenny yet, although we have lots of mutual friends, and um, it's it's just a matter of time. And they've been trying to sell me one of these plain things uh, for a while, anyway. <laughs> but what? Go ahead. You were about to say something. I didn't want to. Interrupt. I was going to say I've been. Uh, they're great guys to meet, and they're true entrepreneurs. So yeah. you would love them. Yeah. So I, I love guys. That, it's it's interesting because there's always guys in and around businesses or sports or whatever, and you just know who they are. We know each other. We never. Have have a chance to meet but the second you meet each other it's like we've known each other for 50 years you know so it's uh and i got that's a feeling it. that's going to be one of those kinds of real, one of those meetups whenever that happens over some scotch and bacon i'm sure but uh let oh, me, i want to be i want to be there oh come on man <laughs> we'll have you out the so let's talk about you know when i was chief marketing officer at kodak i would spend uh, millions of dollars say on the um the um, oscars for the night of the Oscars, so the the big venue that we would have there, or I'd spend you know and in the budget twenty eight million dollars we'd spend on NASCAR, or or four million here, three million here, the Olympics we sponsored. So how good is it for the sponsors on these kinds of activities? And before you answer that question, let me take a break. I'm going to come back and I want you to answer that. I want to talk about my good friends at Liber- uh, Liberty Tax. So are you one of those people who overpays the government when you pay your taxes? I think Donald Trump believes he does. So why not you? Check it out yourself. Uh, Don't keep giving your money away. Enroll in a tax course 
at Liberty Tax Service. They'll teach you everything you need to know to prepare taxes so you won't pay a penny more than you owe. The course is free. That's a good deal. Uh, you may pay for the books and supplies, but you'll learn a skill that can pay dividends. You'll learn more at LibertyTax.com. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Okay, so David, is it, you know, for paying for millions of dollars or if I'm going to sponsor Wheels Up Tailgate Party or, or you know, uh, what's the Maxim Party, is it, you know, what's the payoff for the sponsor? So there's three different payoffs that companies look for. And since you were the CMO of Kodak, you know that a certain portion of that multi-million dollar budget is just for branding, right? We want name recognition, awareness, profile building, so that you have the Kodak sign out in the outfield. It never is intended uh, to have any effect of driving traffic or or being able to track it and, and those types of things. Then the second component beyond branding and profile building is actually the hospitality side of things. Yeah. So real real money is made by bringing people to unique experiences and then allowing what you know I call Jewish guilt to leverage yourself into a multi-million dollar opportunity. So we're in, in both, the, both of those businesses, but the second business more uh, than the first, where we provide unique experiences by bringing in all the inner inner circle in sports and entertainment to the biggest events in the world and utilizing it to make a lot of money, help a lot of people, which means bring a charitable component to it and have a lot of fun. And those relationships are everlasting, which give us a better or a more statistical success in closing deals business development-wise. And then the third component is the one that we started dealing with four years ago and we're really excelling at, and the third one is actually a new one where we can engage and track and aggregate the actual participants at these huge events so that we can drive sales and get a quantifiable result. So if I was Kodak today as the CMO, I would allocate my budgets in those three different areas. There has yep. to be, as a national brand, the branding and profile building. There has to be the hospitality component. But you now, because of technology, have the ability to incentivize people to come to your party, to engage them at the party and help charities, et cetera, as well as give them an appreciation for coming that ties that relationship so that when you go back, you now can either make a sale drive the sale directly to an e-commerce site or brick-and-mortar site. So those are the three areas that these events, like the Super Bowl, can be utilized easily uh, today to make money, help people, and have fun. Well, you, and you could do this if you, even if you're a small business or a large business. Now, you're working with big businesses at things like the Super Bowl, big places. But even if you're a, you know, in, say, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, you can do this at your local, you know, local events. And I want to point out what you said about the hospitality, because that's important. Because when I would spend money on the branding on a particular piece um, or sponsorship, it, I always said it was two times the money. Because you also had to then do the engagement and activation of the event itself. So the hospitality was big. And I called those closing events. I didn't even call them uh, hospitality events. I called them closing events because we would host, um, you know, a box or have a a suite at the uh, Daytona 500. And the only people that got to come into that suite were, we said you had to be this tall to get in, meaning to the sales team. You can't be bringing people unless we're going to close business there. And we would close millions of dollars of business at those events. 
And that's what you're talking about, right? Absolutely. And I, lo- I love that term, closing events. And what we've been able to do, because you talk about the disparity between small and big businesses. You remember back in the boom days that we had all these dot-coms spending $3 million <laughs> for a commercial yeah. that never could really benefit from it. So it's really important for smaller companies to understand that there are uh, there are opportunities as a small company to have closing events at the at these Super Bowls by overlapping other people's events. So you yeah. may not be able to put on the Wheels Up party, but as a member of Wheels Up in a small company, you could bring and close business at the Wheels Up party as if it was yours. And then furthermore, with our platform, we really extend out the opportunity for small businesses to get engaged at the biggest and most major events or aggregate 5,700 small golf tournaments to get national exposure without spending the multi-million dollar budgets that it takes to be a Kodak, a McDonald's, or uh, an Enterprise. Uh, it's a very smart way of doing it. I, and by the way, he's talking about what I would call it is hijacking, where you actually, or piggyback, or some people would actually call that suitcasing, where you actually yep. are using another event inside. So those are the terms the industry kind of uses. And so, hey, we're learning some new stuff here, which I think is really cool. I, I love having this conversation already. So w- what are you doing uh, to help your clients stand out at the Super Bowl. I mean, this is like, as we said when we started, this is it. I mean, we're talking about, you know, $4.5 billion has just been spent on advertising the first 50 years of the Super Bowl. We got some big, big guys in this thing. We got Bud Light, Budweiser, Pepsi, uh, Kia. We got Skittles, Snickers. I mean, GNC and, you know, for even for Breeze has even got a, a commercial here this year. So what, you know, what we're doing beyond the traditional media is that we're utilizing the situational knowledge of 35 years of experience of, of this and combining it with the digital era. So what we've done is be able to do features from Forbes magazine and Forbes media, features from ABC News uh, that they're following me around on Saturday to all these different things where we're going to be highlighting the brands that we're working with. We're also doing Facebook Live with Entrepreneur Media, which Mm. includes the magazine and and, and all the other entities and assets that Entrepreneur has. We're utilizing Radio Row, which a lot of the companies don't utilize correctly. One of the specialties of Sports One Marketing and Warren and I is not only leveraging the, the athletes and celebrities at the Super Bowl, but we also leverage Radio Row, where you know New Era has a, a new license deal with Warren with this unique Super Bowl limited edition hat, and he'll be on Radio Row uh, for three hours talking about New Era and the hat, as, as well as all the other expertise and analysis that he gives. I'll be on Radio Row for you know a day and a half for Forbes itself, as well as Entrepreneur, and then also talking about our aggregated marketing platform with multiple sponsors that are there and charities to promote them on Radio Row. Uh, so what we try to do is get into the organic, authentic promotion beyond just the traditional media of sponsorship and marketing and advertising that occurs at the Super Bowl. Well, and then you're, ex- you're extending it. You're, you're creating more opportunities for activation by stretching it out. Let me let me get back to this entrepreneur partnership. I'm kind of curious. I know Ryan Shea and Bill Shaw and the team there. Well, what are you doing with entrepreneur? Why, why would entrepreneur want to be involved in the Super Bowl? That's a great question. So uh, Bill Shaw and Ryan uh, approached me uh, about building out a sports and entertainment business and technology. What they realize, and I, and I love it, is that sports and technology 
uh, in the combination thereof, which I have this unique experience of being the first CEO of the Windows C device for Samsung, the CEO of Lee Steinberg, now of Sports One Marketing, they've asked me to drive uh, as not only a featured contributor, as well as a channel partner and a featured spotlight entrepreneur myself, but to drive that new multi-billion dollar vertical for entrepreneurs. You know, it's very, very not only attractive, but fun for entrepreneur to start instead of just traditional technology, talking about the complementary emotional aspect of being an entrepreneur in sports. And most people don't realize, you know, it's one thing, everybody wants those 32 jobs to be the GM of their favorite team. But the truth is, it's a multi-billion dollar industry with some of the greatest entrepreneurs, and not only entrepreneurs, but if you look at companies, we're a Microsoft Lighthouse company, and Steve Gu, the chief evangelist and head of the VC fund there, you know, he talks every day about the best way to utilize you know, the Azure platform or other Microsoft things. It's applicable to sports. Xbox would not probably exist without the EA content and the sports content that they have, right? We're doing the Madden, the Madden uh, challenge at the pro player party. Microsoft is a huge sponsor of the NFL. Uh, you know, all of these big companies, the small companies, the entrepreneurs are involved in sports. And I, I applaud Ryan and Bill and entrepreneur for being the first true business entity and an asset that's really delving in to sports and entertainment and talking about that entrepreneurial spirit within a multi-billion dollar vertical. Well, we're talking about Ryan Shades, a family owns entrepreneur and Bill Shaw. I think Bill's official title, I think is president, maybe he might be also the publisher, yep. but the, yeah, uh, he's the president. Now. Yeah. yeah both good guys. And, and of course I, I got to announce, you know, I, my book, my last book was through entrepreneur. So I'm really excited about these guys and what they've done. And I also write for them as well from time to time. Let me, yes, let me get back into, you know, this is clearly the biggest time of year for you and your firm. What, what, what are you doing to get ready? I mean, I'm getting ready for the Super Bowl by figuring out where am I going to go out and eat at Ben and Jack's and sit there and have scotch and drink bacon, eat bacon and burgers, or am I going to have people over? Am I going to go to someone else's house? You know, because because uh, I'm going to be alone this year for the Super Bowl. I'm just putting that out there for everybody. And then uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, but what are you what are you doing? What are you doing to prepare yourself? I mean, this is like this is the big time for you. Yeah, so it starts, you know, it's a very difficult thing. People that are in the inner circle of the Super Bowl realize, believe it or not, 80% of the work is done within two weeks of the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's amazing, whether it's Radio Row, the hotel rooms. And so what we do, using our knowledge, is, you know, we book our hotel rooms way early. We book our cars way early, you know, and I'm talking as early as possible. Uh, but then we aggregate all of the different events. So, you know, just to read them off, I start... Warren's down there right now already doing appearances because it's in Houston yep. uh, and next year's in Minnesota. So, you know, we have back-to-back-to-back appearances, speaking, engaging, meet and greets uh, on a personal level for Warren's brand. My brand obviously is not as strong as Warren Moon, especially in Houston. But, you know, my brand starts on Tuesday and it starts with appearances, uh, with interviews, with the Last for Legends VIP reception. Uh, it then goes into Wednesday Radio Row, and then the Pro Players Party, the Kickoff, Legends for Charity, Bulls and Blackjack Celebrity Poker Tournament, Dicka, Jaws, Cigars and Stars, Pastorini Super Bowl Party, You need, a, you need Power to name Party. more names. We need more names dropped in this thing. <laughs> yeah, so th- that's just Wednesday. Yeah. And, you know, as, as you work through these days, it's making sure that we have the right employees at the right time, the right drivers, because 
we literally have to, you can't go to one party, you know, Saturday alone, Lee Steinberg's my mentor. It's Warren's not only, you know, mentor, but, you know, almost father figure in his life. So somehow we have to do the athletes in action breakfast, Lee's party, wheels up, you know, then go to the net jet, the NFL honors TV party, the Maxim party, Rolling Stones, pro player party, NFLPA locker room and leather and laces. And somehow Warren and I are supposed to be at all of those within 24 hours. So we're mentioning Lee Steinberg. You want to give us some history on who Lee is? Yeah, absolutely. So Lee Steinberg is the most notable sports agent of all time. And, uh, and by the way, a great, a great guy. A great guy. Just a really the, nice guy. <laughs> humanitarian, philanthropic. Yeah. Uh, went to Berkeley undergrad, uh, Bolt Law School, top of his class. He actually probably is one of the smartest individuals I've ever been around. And I was CEO of his firm where I met Warren. Uh, but what he is, you know, more than just the greatest sports agent of all time, having eight first picks in the NFL draft, he sold his baseball practice to Asante for $90 million. Just so far a visionary. But what makes Lee great is he's a mensch. You know, the guy only cares about other people. And if you really get to know him, that's why so many people love him and love him. And that's why so many people signed with him is because he actually only cared about creating a legacy for his clients not just being a genius and being able to negotiate the biggest contracts in the history of the NFL. Yeah. Well, let me take a quick break, and I want to come back and talk about your, your partner and how you, how you guys got together. We've mentioned him a couple of times. We're talking about Warren Moon. But before I do that, let me – the price difference between the Super Bowl advertisement, advertisements today as compared with the f- first Super Bowl is almost scary. But you can guess what the price of a Dunkin' Donuts coffee was back when they first opened. Can anybody guess? It's 10 cents. Ten cents. Back in the day, you could get a Dunkin' coffee for just ten cents. It, it, it may not cost you ten cents anymore, but it's still worth it. So stop by Dunkin' Coffee, uh, Dunkin coffee today and grab your cup because America runs on Dunkin'. So there we go. Fabulous. Screwed that one up. I, I, I man, there's a tongue twister there. But are you a coffee? <laughs> are you a coffee drinker, David? No, they don't let me drink coffee. I got uh, too, too much of a hyper attitude, so they're trying to calm me down all the time. So I don't drink caffeine, but uh, I'm also uh, too cheap to spend, you know, five dollars at Starbucks twice a day. Yeah, I'd rather spend that, spend that on other things. Well, the Dunkin'. Well, good news is it's a lot cheaper at Dunkin' than five bucks. That's what I call five exactly. bucks. Exactly. That's place. what I was going to say. It may not be <laughs> ten cents, but Dunk. I do know that you know that's a big business and. Uh, Duncan is, in what I've heard from other people, the best tasting coffee and far less money than Starbucks. Yeah, it's, and they, the 60% of their business is coffee, which is kind of interesting. So, hey, let me get back to your partner. You, you mentioned Warren Moon a couple of times. And how did you guys get uh, connected? So when I ran Lee Steinberg, the sports agency, Warren was a client and then became a partner with Lee and I, and he helped in business development not just the recruitment of athletes and celebrities, but also uh, with charitable projects. His, when he retired, his main purpose and focus was on helping a lot of people. Mm. And so Warren and I worked closely to develop the business plan that we ended up using for Sports One Marketing together and uh, figuring out how can we make a lot of money, help a lot of people, and have a lot of fun. And utilizing the inner inner circle, the relationship capital that we both have and then furthermore, using the situational knowledge, the dummy tax that both of us have played and paid just to monetize this emotional, irrational, middle-aged, 
business model called sports, how do we monetize that? Because the more money we can make, the more people we can help and the more change we can affect. And we've done over the last seven years, I think, a really great job of making a lot of money, helping a lot of people, and having a lot of fun. So you always see that. You see that in the, certainly in the Super Bowl. I think they'll run some probably some United Way spots or maybe some other charitable spots. Is, is that, you know, is that all? Is all that real? You know, it really is. What I love, you know, about helping to market the Pro Football Hall of Fame, especially, is that getting to know the greatest athletes in the NFL of all time. All of them are driven by this pursuit of their potential, right? They're driven to pursue their potential. And because most of them, you know, have this economic uh, uh, abundance in their life, or moreover, at least a platform to utilize that people will listen to them, I would say 99.9% of them are driven by helping others. And it really inspires me. In fact, at the very beginning, working with Lee, that was his main qualifier of young athletes and whether we would represent them or not, he would uh, force them to give a portion of their, their month, their, their contract to charity and to create a foundation about something they were passionate about. So work done created one to give single moms down payments for homes. And Chris Ariola, the boxer gave a shoe foundation because he had holes in his shoes and had to put cardboard in them. You know, all of the different guys that we worked with had to create foundations, but if they were enlightened enough, to want to give back and create a legacy, not only did we know that they would stick with us with loyalty and with values, but moreover, we knew that they would give us the right content and the right brand to sell within their community to not only allow us to keep them in the community that they want, but to get more money because a team would have a public consensus that we better keep this guy because he's such a good guy. Do you think that today's industry more, well, in today's industry, in this business, more athletes are looking for brand endorsements more than they were back then or when you first started, at least when you first started? That's really funny. So there is a, a pendulum that I think the guys who played football at first had no no interest in brands, mm-hmm. right? That was not part of the business model. You got, Bo- you know, Bobby Bell who made twenty four hundred dollars and has two oh, Super Bowl rings, yeah. or Fran Tarkin. Know, just- Fran Fran Tarkin is a buddy of mine, and he and I've he's been on this show before. I've been on his show many many times, and and we talk about it. He used to live in Sioux Falls selling for a trucking company on the off season. That's what he did. Yeah, I'm, yeah. There's, and there's tons of those, and then then you get to the Joe Namath and. And Lynn Swan airs where guys start picking up on different brands and storylines that they can take advantage of. And, and because the money was actually better on the endorsement side uh, than their pay back then, uh, it, it got interesting. Where the pendulum swinging back right now is that most of the guys, right, it, it, most of the guys that can get endorsements and do that stuff, they make a lot of money. And so it's actually not really their focus. Right? They're more interested in their own brand, uh, in building their own brands, and, and depending on their ego, what they can do with that. Uh, now, the interesting thing, the lower guys that don't make as much as the superstars, they're very interested in those endorsement and branding opportunities because that's what's going to create a legacy when their two and a half years of fame are over and they may have accumulated two to five million dollars, which they know will not last them a lifetime. So the branding and endorsement side, if you look at it, there's so few of them that can actually get those and have the following, uh, especially because of the, the rules in these leagues about 
self-promotion as we see with Antonio Brown, the Facebook Live, and you know anyone that really tries to step out and build a following. You know, most athletes do not have a following even close to the Kardashians or some of these skateboarders or influencer phenomenons that, you know, I represent different influencers that have 10 to $12 million. And if I told you their name, you would have no clue, but then I can show you, you know, John Elway and he probably has a hundred thousand followers. Yeah. Well, exactly. And then who do you think is going to be the real big winner in this upcoming Super Bowl? Uh, as far as teams or, or no, we'll brands. get the teams about I, but who is it? Brady is Brady. Who who's who's the real winner? I mean, is, is it the companies? Yeah, I think, is it I the, think Matt Ryan. The, yeah. You know, I think Matt Ryan. Uh, if 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 you know, regardless, if Matt Ryan acts appropriately, win or lose, he's going to be a really big winner uh, because he is a good guy that has a great track record, and he's now brought credibility to his own performance. And the quarterback is presidential. The quarterback is marketable. People recognize the quarterback. I could line 20 of the best linemen yeah. uh, in front of you, and you would not be able to tell me who they are. But I could list and, and name out, I mean, show you 20 quarterbacks of all teams. You would know all 20 of them. You know, that's marketable. So both quarterbacks uh, are always up there. Then MVP, whoever the MVP is, uh, as you saw last year, Vaughn Miller, I have a, a funny story about Vaughn. You know, Joby, who was over at David Dunn's, used to work with Lee, you know, called us to help out at Vanguard to market uh, Vaughn during the season. All of a sudden, he wins the MVP of the Super Bowl. The, the only help they needed was to field phone calls of how many people wanted to offer him deals. Right? You, you saw him on Saturday Night Live and everywhere. Um, so that's the athlete side of it. It's the quarterbacks and the MVPs. Uh, and then on the other side of it, uh, is the brands. And, you know, today the biggest brands benefit the most um, because they do have the ability to, to have those key, really creative commercials. And so, you know, I'm looking forward to Geico and Nationwide, the insurance companies doing very well. Uh, Bud, uh, yeah. you know, they're always very they're always strong. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. Pepsi, I, you know, Pepsi, Pepsi's been yeah. a. A big, big, big background. You know, to me, it's it makes more sense for certain companies like that, Budweiser, Bud Light, Pepsi, maybe uh, well, Doritos. I think is another one that's always been very strong. Where you, it's a consumable that you're you're drinking it or eating it while you're watching the commercial because it's part of the game, it's part of the festivities, that social piece of it. it I think it's a little tougher for Geico or some of these others, although. For like a company like Geico, it becomes water cooler stuff on Monday. Yeah, and then you have Papa John's, which really benefits, right? Because you're actually yeah. ordering pizza during the game. Those yeah. are great ones that you mentioned, yeah. and they all work together, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's an excellent point. Yeah. So, um, why don't you think some other sports other than the Super? Bowl? So, like, let's take let's take like um, the the World Cup soccer hasn't done as well as like the Super Bowl, but if you look at the numbers. That 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 event is a lot bigger than the Super Bowl. You no, know, worldwide the World Cup does much better than the Super Bowl, right? But for America, it doesn't. So Warren and I went down to uh, Brazil and worked on uh, 
the World Cup. And it's interesting because the World Cup has so many games and so many different venues that you have, you know, the opening ceremonies, the quarterfinals, semis, and finals that are extremely corporate, like the Super Bowl. Yep. You know, when we went to the opening ceremonies, you know, we no, nobody stood up during the game. We were sitting with a bunch of uh, Coca-Cola executives, and, you know, they probably had 100 people in our section, and everybody was there like a Super Bowl just to be entertained, where, you know, when you go to some of these local matches, you if you sit down, you're stared at. You know, it's a true fight. Well, or, um, they, or they'll beat the, you up. <laughs> You know, no doubt, but the money, the money and the exposure of World Cup dwarfs the Super Bowl. Um, And, you know, it's the same with the Olympics. Uh, So these sports, when we talk about them today, we're talking as, you know, Sports One Marketing, a boutique firm that does really well in Orange County, California for a domestic, mostly domestic business. But as we look globally into China, into India, as we are in the UK, and work with families like the Hinduja family at Golf Oil International and the Manchester United, you know, Microsoft is also heavily involved in cricket and rugby and, and football, as they say. You know, those dollars exceed anything that they're spending on the Super Bowl. Yeah. What, so the other thing is, don't you think uh, with the Super Bowl, now, it's a little different this year because you got Atlanta, which isn't a massively big city. It's a big city, but it's not like it, if it would have been, you know, L.A., New York, Boston, Chicago, Dallas. right, Dallas, or Dallas. Dallas, yeah. I mean, do you yeah. think sometimes the, the TV guys or uh, some of the sponsors went, oh, no. So I, I don't think the TV as much as the local venue. So I know, for, for instance, once Dallas dropped out, of the of the the running that the hotel rooms the reservation everything went down even the perceived ticket prices went down because if Dallas would have made that Super Bowl after all these years in their backyard oh. it would have been astronomical for the venues the parties the hotels the food establishments etc but the TV itself because of fantasy remind let me remind you and just the idea of the event that the TV rights, now what's going to change the TV viewership is the streaming rights that the NFL is still trying to figure out and they've sold them beyond and they're trying to track the numbers of, you know, who's watching it online, who's watching it, you know, on the actual network. Um, but there'll be billions of people around the world with a B watching on TV, regardless if it was the San Diego Chargers versus, you know, un- unfortunately maybe Tampa Bay or somebody who knows. Well, speaking of billions, there's going to be billions of people, billions of dollars that are going to be spent on this. And it's been a pleasure talking to you, David. Thanks so much for talking about the Super Bowl. You got a big uh, one last shot. Who's going to win? New England's going to win. Uh, experience over talent. Uh, Atlanta's the better team. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be an interesting. I think you're exactly right. And I think this could be a career setup for Tom Brady, too. I mean, I think if he win, they win. If I were him, I would retire and I would go out on top. But it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Do you think you think he'll retire if they win? Absolutely not. He wants to go till he's fifty. Really? He's that big of a yeah, competitor. Was, oh yeah, he uh-huh. wants to go till he's fifty. There's no chance of retiring on this one. Really? Okay. Well, I'm going to come back. Well, I, I will. We'll have to. Let's place a side bet. We'll do that. All right. Hey. All right, <laughs> all right David. Thanks so much for joining us right here on All Business. 
Taking you behind the scenes of what's happening in the business world, Jeffrey Hazlett hosts All Business, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Hey, at the end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned, and I learned a lot today. I, it was a lot of fun. I always uh, enjoy talking a little bit of sports. I'm not a huge sports guy, as most of you know. I'm more of an outdoor guy, but I did learn a little bit here, as I actually learned a lot. And it reminded me of why we do some of these things. And don't forget, when you host something... Think about what is the end result that you want from the activity. It's not just about the hospitality. We talked about how they sponsor an event and it's a hospitality, but look of it like a closing event. So when you do something, what is it I'm going to get out of it? So if I'm going to sponsor, I don't know, an, uh, a bench on a corner, um, or I'm going to do a, a, a billboard, I'm going to do um, a special event where I'm going to give some money and sponsor something, what can I use? And and that's one of those things I was talking about today, and it's something that you can learn to how to figure out how to create these opportunities out of the advertisement or the giving of the money or the participation. That's the things that you want to kind of learn from. And that's what I learned today is a reminder of that. So you've been listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett on Play.it and iTunes and wherever else that you're listening in from. Don't forget, do me a favor and tell a friend to listen in. And I appreciate it. And keep those questions coming. Keep the suggestions coming. And I'll put them here because this is the Super Bowl of podcasts right here. All business. Thanks so much. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.